0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Fade. You are here rocking with your man, T.O., uh, my dude, O'Rain, real name. Yes, sir. No games, no gimmicks. Um, we're here on this illustrious Saturday afternoon in the heart of Baltimore City. Uh, the clouds are forming outside, I believe. It's going to rain a little later. So oh, d- yeah, it's,
1: it's d- nasty.
0: There's definitely going to be some Netflix watching. Uh, definitely do uh, nothing when it rains. That's uh, I generally try this, to do this. Is wrong. um,
1: this is Maryland weather like to, down to the T, right? Like, yeah, I think on Wednesday, be beautiful, it's like 65, oh, yeah, 68 yeah. degrees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fast forward Saturday, it's cold, it's rainy, yeah, yeah. it's wet. I thought it was like hailing this morning, might be a slight chance of snow at some point. Ayo. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Hey, yo, if the apocalypse <laughs> went down, I feel like Maryland would be we would be we would be patient we'd be zero. Five. No, 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 we'd be patient zero. No, I think like I feel like right now, like they're well. Actually, you know what? You might be right. We might be fine because we're well prepared for the. The apocalypse incident. is a lot of shitty weather,
1: right? So I yeah. mean, there's like fucking fireballs coming. There's hail. Yeah. There's rain. And we're and
0: good. Shit. We're like, oh, this is like a this is a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, this is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is good.
1: <laughs> so, um, I hope we'll, we'll be okay.
0: No, nah, we'll we'll be straight. We'll figure it out. Uh, you know, and I'm and I'm borderline atheist, so yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd be the first to go. <laughs> I'd be one of the first ones to go,
1: as long as New Jersey and Glen Burnie go first.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm okay. Hey, what do you
0: got against Glen Bernie? dude? Glen Burnie's Glen Burnie
1: is the is to Maryland what New Jersey
0: is to this. No, state, I I, John, I, the think I think you're I think you're I think you're giving it maybe a little too much credit there. I think you might be giving uh, well, giving Glenn, Glenn Bernie, Bernie a little too much credit there. Uh, New Jersey still has its highlights every now and, What's and the then. What's the worst ever. state in, in the United States? The worst state in the U.S. You see, that's tough to say because I haven't been to all the states. Just just throw it, just, it out there. Just throw it Don't out think there. about it too much. Okay. The worst state in the U.S. It probably has to be Florida, man. Why is that? Because everything crazy happens in fucking Florida. Every time you hear some crazy. Like, yeah. Thinking of it on all, all levels, uh, natural disasters, mm-hmm. generally just crazy people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, corruption. Uh, everything just it seems like it. They have like a trifecta down there. Yeah. At least in Maryland, it's like okay, you get shitty people sometimes.
1: Wait, you know why that is though? Florida? Is so I think Florida is the only state that allows um, the media. Uh, and the government full access to uh, crime records, right? Mm-hmm. So Florida's always in the Ooh. news for some type of crazy crime, and this happened in Florida, that happened in Florida, because Florida Dude. is <laughs> extremely open. Like, hey, uh, this they got is what's the, going on in our state. Yeah. Most states do not allow outside agencies yeah. or the media yeah. That much access to. So they're
0: numbers. actually just the most transparent state. Yeah, they're just that's the it. most honest. Florida's state. very transparent. So they're back
1: everything at us like, what the fuck you guys. You guys talk yeah. it's like we like if, if most states, most other states were that transparent, I yeah. feel like Florida probably wouldn't be on your number one.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you think? What's, what's, what's the worst state? Other than New
1: Jersey, I gotta go to Texas. <laughs> Anytime Texas? I hear anything. Or anyone from Texas, <laughs> my first thought is shut the fuck up.
0: That's like the f- <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, is, it, is, it, is it because? <laughs> is it because of the
1: Cowboys? I feel like that's no, no, no. About, so. I've met a lot of people from Texas, and it's just like shut the fuck up. You know? Yeah, they have an yeah, unusual
0: pride. There's for your just state. like yeah. an,
1: like an arrogance to that shitty state. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even. Have you ever been there? No. no. I, I mean, I'll probably pass on ever going. Into,
0: if I have. Well, options, this is the fade where we don't speak with facts. We just speak no, with no, our this opinion. This is just
1: strong opinion. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, I wouldn't mind going to Houston. I hear they have some great strip clubs there.
0: Yeah, legendary. That, yeah, yeah, like,
1: yeah. I don't give a shit about your big state. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, and like I you know what's so Mexico funny? Mexico anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here.
0: Well, all of that shit should be Mexico's, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but, or at least, it's, it's, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know, Texas is one of those states where it's just like, why does it take me 18 hours to get like to the other side of the state? Like, yeah. this is unreasonable. Break like, it up. Let's just break this up into <laughs> two up. different states Like at that point. What does Texas do? I,
1: I think Texas, as a state, produces the most uh, natural oil.
0: Right? Yeah, uh, I don't know if because I know Alaska doesn't Alaska give them a run you for know, their money. You know what?
1: That might be true. I'm trying to think of what significance.
0: No, I'm. I, oil Texas has oil is significant in Texas, but I think uh, Alaska has them. I think Alaska. I, I definitely am not speaking with facts from that standpoint, but uh, I think Alaska has them beat as far as like the oil production, though. But um. Well, I don't know. They have some pretty great ex- uh, 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 exports. What um, does Texas export? Uh, music. We've got Scarface. Ooh, Doro. Doro. Remember what Doro?
1: Remember. Uh, what was that song uh, like? I'm riding big or something like that. Or, I'm riding. Oh, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream paint Shop. <laughs> you remember that <laughs> song? No. You don't remember the ice cream paint job? What oh, the fuck that is? Oh, it ice was cream like. Paint job. It was when we was in um. It was, like, 2007, 2006. Nah,
0: definitely wasn't tuning into that. <laughs> hey, man, that's almost a hit. I don't know what happened to him after that. <laughs> all right, so now you're a big fan of Texas. This is really confusing, right? You're all over the place. Uh,
1: <laughs> Texas' greatest exports mm-hmm. have been Bun B and Pimp C. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I do, you think, gr- do you really bang what UGK looks
1: like? That? I think Bun B is... Are you if, if I were to put together a top twenty five list of rappers, Bun B yeah. would on be on the top twenty five. Really? When you, I Bun-B, find that
0: so hard to believe. There
1: it. are certain rappers that when you listen to them, it's less like you're listening to a rapper, mm-hmm. more like you're listening to someone who's like 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 the uncle that you respect, like okay. Jada Kiss. Right? When you hear Jada rap, it's not it's like, you know, he's like one of the old heads that's like trying to give you knowledge.
0: But same Jada for, Jada is at least good at like I mean, Jada's clever. Got bars yeah, XMVX clever bars. Clever. I don't see that as but Bun B really does just seem like the uncle who just is B- B- talking and you're just like, all right, better. Bun B be huh? says some like
1: <laughs> some amazing shit if you listen. I don't know. The artists that I listen to mm. or the rappers that I think when you listen to them, it's like kinda like you're talking to your uncle or like someone who's like got like wisdom or knowledge to pass on to you. It may not be like
0: Good not wisdom like or now. wisdom,
1: wisdom. But you yeah. might be able to take a nugget or two. I would say juvenile. you Got a
0: mind for it a little bit. Yeah, I say yeah. Like juvenile, Bun really? B, yeah.
1: Jada Kiss.
0: Mm. I can't even put Jada in that category because Ju like, and maybe I'm just biased against. I'm I'm New York all day in terms of like, uh, where my rap ears go. I immediately go to New York rap because at least with that you get some clever shit. Yeah. A majority of the time with uh with you know southern rap it's just like you have to like mine for it you have to dig for it in terms of like because it's so surfacing like you know like their the music is more about the melody it's more about the rhythm it's more about it's it's more about the flow of it than i think it is about the actual content i think there are some gems there yeah like if you could go to like atlanta with Outkast. Outkast, uh, Big Crit, yeah, um, yeah, Big Crit. He's another great, great uh, uh, artist who uh, actually didn't discover until like just recently. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, so.
1: but, uh, even Crit. You know, like, I think Southern music is just about, like, I mean, the, the beat, the bass, snares, drums, yeah. and like shit that matters to them, like car culture, yeah, old school cars, just taking it easy, riding yeah. slow, all that stuff. Yeah. And New York, I see. I feel like New York music yeah. hasn't evolved.
0: No, but I don't think it has to to evolve. I don't don't think it has to evolve because I I think that the content is always there and it's always it's forever. That's what's evolving is the content, right? Okay. It's not the style. My favorite New York rappers right now. My favorite New York rappers right now, dude. For one, I'm so far out the game right now in terms of like knowing like who's news on the scene. But I think, obviously speaking, Jay Z. I've, uh, I've been listening to more... Who's this light-skinned dude I keep seeing everywhere? Uh, J. Cole? No, 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 no. And he would be, he would be North Carolina, yeah. if I'm not Miss North, South Carolina. Light-skinned
1: mm, rapper from New York?
0: Yeah, he's this real new dude on the scene. Uh, he's sort of like a pretty boy, kind of. Ah, his name's gonna to come to me later, but uh, but he he's pretty. He, he his his lyrics are, are I don't know if they're there yet, but I think yeah. he's he's coming up. Um, God, who else is hot from New York?
1: I would go Jay Z, Nas,
0: Jadakiss. I'm fabulous. not really. I'm
1: I, think not really the, I think I
0: think really, Fabulous. Yeah, Fabulous. 100 the rappers to come out of New York. I'm not that high on Nas work i know i had the same argument with fave at uh hey, shop. The out too uh i don't know if anybody who's not here with, with us with today yeah, yeah he's not here with us he uh he apparently uh doesn't like to do work on saturdays so that's his uh that's his sabbath you know he doesn't uh he doesn't flip light switches or anything like that he just kind of sits in bed doesn't do it sight um nah, but uh shout outs to f-a-b-e um or or Walter Longcoat. As yeah, I don't know he, what that means. Yeah, I try to get him to explain it to me exactly, and I still honestly don't understand yeah. what, what that's all about. <laughs> I'll probably just go
1: without the explanation. Yeah. If it's one of those things <laughs> where... It just is. Yeah, maybe
0: 10 years from now. Yeah, maybe we'll understand. Yeah, yeah, we'll get the rest of it. But, yeah. okay,
1: so Nas isn't on your list.
0: Yeah, he's not. Like I had that same discussion with him, and like he was basically like, he's about to set me on fire. You know, about to stab me in the chest because I was saying Nas to me. I mean, Nas is good at times. It's just that I think he gets away with this thing where if somebody, just like Jay-Z said, I think when he said, um, uh, because people don't understand what you're saying, they think that you're knowledgeable. And I think that that's what he benefits from some of the time is that sometimes he says some stuff that I don't know what the hell Nas is talking about here. But... I think it's knowledge because of the way he delivers it or because yeah. he says it with such a sort of like fervor that you're just like, oh, I guess this might mean something. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know if it means anything.
1: I, I can get that. I mean, th- that can be very true where it's like, someone doesn't know what they're talking about, but they say it in a way that's they like, they, they have the confidence to-, to Dude, to, who's, the prime who e- e-
0: who's the prime example of that right now?
1: Oh, president. Yeah.
0: Nobody ever knows what the <laughs> fuck, like if you put a transcript of what he says, it sounds insane. Like, you're yeah. just like, wait, this is not even the the English language. Yeah, but
1: he's so convinced he knows what he's talking about. That, that you're just like, that all right, other people you, don't know. you
0: got yeah. it. Like, <laughs> like even like honestly, sometimes when he's talking, I'm embarrassed to say, even when he's talking sometimes, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I kind of buy it. To- it's the most craziest shit yeah. ever. But you're just like, you know what? He believes it so much that yeah. I think he's got it. You so, know? Yeah, I would say that's true, too. I think
1: what Trump does really well is he tells you, so he gives you the surface level, yeah, of what he's thinking, yeah, there's no actual plan to it. It's just like <laughs> his thought, yeah, it's right? just stream of conscious, and yeah. then like, none of it ever comes through, no. none none of it ever comes to reality, and like he kind of like, hey, these are my ideas, this is yeah. what I think should be going on, this is what I think should be happening. You know, I'm gonna leave it up to everybody else to figure it out. Yeah, well, that's well, what he does well.
0: You know, you know, and and I'm not trying. Like we had like a list of things we were gonna talk about, and I don't even know mm-hmm. how long we're gonna go for. But um, real quick, uh, this whole Monique situation with Netflix, with Netflix, right? She just went on the Breakfast Club this past week to have a conversation with Charlemagne for giving her Donkey of the Day and all that stuff. But the main, I don't even care about like the main heart of what she's talking about but it's this thing that I see that Trump does that ever people who have discourse. I've noticed this one trick in particular that they do. What they do is they'll say two things in a sentence that don't have anything to do with each other. But because you said them in the same sentence, it links them together somehow. Mm -hmm. Right? So for instance, with Monique, right where she was saying that, um, Netflix is, uh, she wants us to boycott them because of gender and racial bias, right? That uh, Netflix has. Now, on the surface, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, like because they, you and your deal and, you know, that there, there are no other black women communi- uh, comedians on uh, um, or that have specials on Netflix, uh, we'll boycott them or we shouldn't boycott them. But then when you think about it, it's like, no, nah, that makes no sense. Because they offered Chris Rock a deal. Mm-hmm. They offered Dave Chappelle a deal. The biggest deals on Netflix yeah. in terms of comedians. Chris Tucker. Chris. T- they offered Chris Tucker. Uh, they offered Amy Schumer, who's a woman. They've offered plenty of women. Like, I remember watching one of my favorite specials on Netflix is uh, uh, um, Ali Wong. She's an Asian uh, comedian. Mm-hmm. Um uh,
1: uh, I watched uh, Jeff Segores' Netflix special recently. I'm not sure how much he made, but yeah. he's, uh,
0: I yeah. mean, he's, he's Hispanic. Hispanic, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's... She just says that in the same sentence, and we're supposed to... And it's just like, there's two separate issues going on yeah. in terms of you saying that Netflix is racist and sexist and the fact that they didn't want to give you any money, right? Yeah. There's two directly separate things going on. And if you want to make a case that like, it's this whole issue of like, okay, uh, if you want to talk about what, because uh, Netflix, I'm sure, does it on some sort of metrics in terms of they look at your ticket sales, they look at like these sort of things. Because like, I find it hard to believe a company like that looks at your race and it says, you know what, this person is black and she's a woman, so therefore we're not going to give her anything. Yeah no if you're like they, they, couldn't even, they couldn't even get into the same room as Tiffany Haddish right now if they're like oh yeah we're going to offer you 500000 Yeah, Tiffany would be like alright bet yeah. that's good for you guys I'm going to go over to Showtime where they're going to give me $10 million. you yeah. know what I mean like yeah duh
1: you know I think what Monique is, is doing is like, I'm not going to say she's <laughs> she definitely doesn't have any like mental illness or what but <laughs> she uh, so, might do
0: so she, I, I do you think see those glasses she was wearing on the Buffett's club? she looked like I did not she's some, always had somebody's s- grandma some odd
1: style she's always <laughs> like like your older aunt that you that talks too
0: long or that, or that like maybe holds you too yeah, long yeah. like in a hug um,
1: so I think mo- what her problem is is she has a perception of herself yeah uh, oh 100% and, yeah. and her you know accomplishments and her like status as a celebrity yeah and even though that status is not Today, what it was 10 years ago, she still, I think, believes she's, like, the A-list, top earner, so on and so on. And the reality of it is she's not. Like, if Monique was doing a show here in Baltimore, would I want to go see the show? Yeah. Yeah, i don't want to go see the show. Am I going to pay $100 for the ticket? Fuck me. No. Yeah. Am I going to pay $50? Paying $50 for the ticket would be hard for me, too.
0: Yeah, those those would have to be around twenty. That have to be around twenty. Fifteen will definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely go check out for fifteen. But twenty is a yeah. that's a bargain.
1: Now now, granted, I wouldn't go see Amy Schumer's show for for twenty dollars. That's just because I don't find Amy Schumer yeah, funny. I don't, think like, she's, I don't think she's. But that funny. in terms of relevance, in terms of what you've what you've done, yeah. your body of work lately in the past year, Amy
0: Schumer's well, done a lot more well, work. It, it, it's about gauging. St- like having a real metrics in terms of gauging uh, what because if i'm going to hand 10 million dollars to somebody or 15 million dollars to somebody right i have to be able to gauge whether i'm going to get that money back or not yeah. like i can't just like you know what just based off of what you've done in the last 15 years in terms of or or not even in the last 15 years but 15 years ago yeah i'm going to hand you this bag that's like saying uh oh! Fuck. Uh, pick any profession that you want. That's like that's like, <laughs> you know what that's the equivalent of. Uh, that's the equivalent of saying that uh, if you're an accountant, right, and you haven't done the job in about uh, uh, ten or fifteen years, right. Uh, that's like saying, oh, we're gonna give you top earning for an accountant, even though you haven't done the job in ten or fifteen years. Yeah. The people who are busting their ass right now getting the numbers and and doing all the things that they need or even a better example is like banking right if you're pulling in loans doing shit like that if you're if you're getting all the all the loans and shit right now and you look across at this dude who's been sitting on i'm not even sitting on his ass but you know not doing what you've been doing for the last 10 years or so and then it's like oh i want to make as much as you even though back then yeah you were a top earner it's like no 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 no, you're yeah. gonna have to prove to me that you can do this shit now right because it's a different world now than it was 10 or 15 yeah. years ago you know i
1: think like like whenever i look at it i use like sports analogies and and i just feel like monique is like adrian peterson right <laughs> yeah. she's got accomplishments at at a point in time she was like the best female comedian in the game right just like at a point in time adrian peterson was the best running back in the game yeah and he can still play the game just like monique can still play the game she can still deliver great comedy i believe yeah right but amy schumer right she's ezekiel elliott right now right she's back-to-back thousand rushing yard seasons she's, uh... she's
0: She's the dude from... uh, 10-plus
1: touchdowns. He's the dude
0: from uh, uh, Carolina Panthers?
1: Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, we can give her that. I mean, either way, she is putting stats on the board, right? And while... If I'm the head coach of a team, or if I'm the general manager, I'm going to look at Monique, just like I look at Adrian. I'm like, wow, this guy's a great athlete. He can still play the game. I might go with Christian McCathery yeah, because he's faster. He's younger. He's 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 done more recently, right? And he's got more in the tank, right? So Netflix may look at Monique and say, she, uh, Monique may be able to do one special, yeah. If we pay her five hundred thousand dollars, you know, our return on that may be like two point five million. The, the right. Pro-
0: the The problem with the sports analogy, though, is that, uh. And the because uh, Charlemagne brought up this that same sort of thing in the interview with them, um, with because it was like it was weird weird. It was Monique and Monique's husband. I, I don't, I don't even care what his name is, um, uh, but and she would call him Daddy for some reason. She's like, go ahead, Daddy. It was just it was a weird yeah. yeah I don't know she, who she's refers to that. yeah. It's a it's a odd sort of thing, but but. Uh, Charlemagne hmm. brought up Kobe Bryant. Kobe, uh, Charlamagne was like, "Look, Kobe is a fucking legend, clearly. But I'm not. If he comes back today, I'm not gonna offer Kobe Bryant the same money that I'm gonna pay, uh, you know, uh, a uh, uh, what's his name, Steph Curry, or you know, yeah. whatever. Like, I'm not gonna. He's not gonna earn top billing, right? But then the the easy sort of." Uh, counter to that is, well, when you're talking about comedy, it's a different thing that you're talking about because uh, in sports, you're talking about a physical deterioration of somebody, right? Mm -hmm. In comedy, unless you're just going crazy, unless you're just, you know, your brain is just deteriorating, which isn't a sort of like a common thing among or I wouldn't say a common thing, but uh, it's not necessarily the thing that you look at with comedians. Um, your jokes aren't—they're not going to get any. Like, so for instance, Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle—they've yeah. actually, I in weird ways, gotten better with age. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at guys like Don Rickle.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Don Rickle. He's like 80 years yeah, old. Yeah. Still very yeah. funny.
1: Yeah. Um, so that I get. If we look really closely at it under like yeah. a microscope, yes, but. I think if you're looking, if you just want a hard, fast answer, it's Amy Schumer has done more recently. Yeah. She's, she, Amy Schumer rushed for a thousand yards last yeah. season. You missed seven games
0: last yeah. season.
1: You know, I'm going to go with
0: you have not been in the league <laughs> in the last five yeah. seasons. Like that's that's so, the comparison. So yeah. I, I think that's that's
1: the conversation. And I get it. Again, I think it goes back to she has a perception of herself.
0: She does. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, because the whole and reason I why think she's that's being, wrong. But I think... I, I, think it is, I think it is, because as soon as you feel like you don't have to... Because what she said during that interview, which I don't think anybody really... Like, nobody really harped on this, is that she said that I am a legend. Therefore, I don't have to... Like, all I have to do is show my resume to you. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to show you any numbers mm, or anything like that. Yeah. It's like, look, I don't mean to be foul here, but bitch, if I want to hand you 10, 15 million, you yeah. better goddamn show me some stats that sh- tell me yeah. you deserve... To, to get that 10 or 15, like, that's, that's insane. Yeah. That's an insane proposition. In what other context can you say that this somebody? Yeah. I want you to hand me 10 or 15 million, but I don't have to prove to you that yeah, I actually that's... should necessitate that. And, and, and Netflix that. has the power and in money insane. to say, fuck you. you yeah. Know? That's essentially <laughs> what they, what no, no, they again, and I'll maintain this, net, the worst thing that Netflix could have did was try to let her down easy. Because I think that's what they did. They were like, oh, you are a legend. Like, we do respect you. Yeah. But we respectfully, you know, if you're not going to do it at $500,000, then we... And that, that is a low number. Don't get me wrong. That's yeah. a low number for somebody, I think, of her stature. I think that is a low number. But again, it's because nobody else is offering you anything more. Yeah. I why think Netflix, Netflix is
1: doing when they issue that, that statement mm-hmm. and, and that was their response, mm-hmm. I think they were looking at it from a business perspective. Like, how do we show that like we are a transparent business how do we show that while we are making deals behind the scenes with like talent that we can also justify our decision making to our subscribers which i think the subscribers may want to know like oh you know why isn't monique's netflix or her special coming to netflix yeah so i think they try to do it in a way where they're like hey you know this is what our offer was. This is our reason behind the offer. Yeah. This is why the deal didn't go through. This is our thinking. Uh-huh. Which, so, so I think that was fair.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think what... If I was Monique's manager, I would say...
0: Which is our husband.
1: Yeah. And I think he's looking at how it's much money problem. he's going to make as well. right? So I think my advice to her would have been take the $500,000 deal, Yeah, kill it, when you when they wanted to bring you back for a second or third special
0: yeah then you answer to run up the check right you know no. so i i think that she and they did bring up a good point they were saying that part of the deal was that they couldn't go on tour or they couldn't really tell jokes the the jokes they, they in the special not from the content for two years yeah uh which they're saying like okay well the money that we would have made would have been more than that special but i'm like okay yeah you're right then go so then, fucking go on tour, you idiot! Like, yeah. what? Like, what's the like? He, here's the thing, is that Netflix, all Netflix is literally all of Netflix is, is a place to go watch shit. Yeah. They don't do anything. They're, they're maybe put out a trailer. They maybe put up some posters for you. Yeah. But they're not really doing shit for you. All they are offering is a platform for your content, your content. To be distributed to a mass. Exactly audience. right. But if you're Here's And here's the the irony of what Monique is saying. She's saying, I don't believe in myself enough to go out and produce my own tour and go on tour, because that money that you're gonna make from that tour, I can guarantee you whatever Netflix is going to offer her, just like they did, whatever your money that you're gonna make for that tour, if you're a person who's relevant right now, is going to dwarf that, unless you're making that Dave Chappelle $40 million per special money Chris Rock, $20 million per special money, $13 million for Amy Schumer. If you're just a regular comic, right? Or not even a regular comic, but if you're a comic who's not necessarily relevant right now, yeah. the money you're gonna make from tour touring is going to be way more than what yeah. Netflix is gonna offer you, right? So why not go on tour, build that audience up, right? And that, That's just basic business, yeah. right? Create your value, so therefore, they can't come in and lowball you, right? So right now, they can't come in and offer Tiffany Haddish Anything below 10 million, right? Because Tiffany's gonna be like, all right, tight, I'm gonna go to Showtime. Because I I think she actually has a uh, a special coming through uh, Showtime. Um, I'm gonna go to Showtime. They're gonna offer me 10, 15 15 million to do this. Uh, So either you guys match that or I'm not gonna do it with you. Like, it's just that's Monique's
1: thing was obviously she's she's an older comic, right? she probably was thinking like, all right, if I take this content and I do forty shows, I may make four, five. Well, let's say oh, I she'll make, make a way more than yeah, that. yeah. Okay, let's say I do take this, or she should make yeah, way more should, than I. If, so yeah. like, let's say she's like, all right, if I take this content and I do forty shows, I'm gonna make twenty million dollars, right? Yeah. She probably's like, I, but I don't want to do forty shows i'm i'm an older i don't i'm not i'm not I like a young cat i don't Hart. think that's
0: where her problem is i think you her problem think so? is i think her problem is she knows she's not going to pull in that audience you know well, why? So, so because I, so nobody's checking from monique right now yeah
1: so let's say let's say that her thinking was i can take this content and go make 20 million dollars yeah. right doing 40 shows If if i'm monique and I'm, you know, like an older comic, like like someone her age, and yeah. not not that that's a huge factor, yeah. but like let's just say, I mean, it is a factor yeah. when when you, I mean, if I'm, she, well, she's probably like
0: fifty, right? Yeah, she's probably around fifty. Yeah, yeah. let's go
1: with fifty. Sure. If I'm a fifty-year-old comic, I don't want to go on tour and do forty shows. Yeah. But
0: I want, dude, Dave Chappelle for the last couple of years before his special, he did fifteen hundred shows really 1500 wow 1500 wow. 1, shows yeah fuck all that noise look whatever you want to say like uh, now,
1: now my so I, th- I think here's the difference though dave Chappelle is at heart a stand-up comic yeah i think i, I don't when I think of Monique, I don't. No, think
0: she is. That's that's her. That's where she made her yeah. bread and butter.
1: I mean, but when I think of Monique, I don't think stand up comic. I yeah. think television comic. She's had some very successful TV shows. Uh, she's had one successful television show. The Parkers. That's it. Um, what was the other show she was on? No, no, no. no. Is it's, there another it's, show? It's, it's a good show. I forget what it was. What, anyway? Yeah. It, um. So I mean, my, my thing is like she was trying to say to give Netflix like, hey. 10 20 million dollars like that's what i think i'm worth yep. i'm gonna produce a special you guys distribute it and then from there yeah you know maybe i can go on tour maybe i c-
0: but that's that's not even what she did though she didn't say hey i'm gonna produce well, of course a she's special. not gonna say that right but but if, if i'm not, again this is all about they're not thinking of it from and here here's where i think we get into the 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 mm-hmm. issue of what's actually going on right Monique's got her own reputation in terms of being like difficult to work with and shit like that. And I'm not even arguing that because she like I feel like that's difficult to work with on precious and right. But but she but she has like an easy out which like unless you're arguing with the person, unless you're talking to the person that you actually had the issue with, Mm -hmm. it's like you can say whatever to me like it's the same thing with Trump, right? Um, Trump can go out and literally say anything he wants about anything, right? Because he's not actually being confronted by the actual person he's talking about or yeah. directly you know, talking to the, So he can say, go out and then be like, oh, yeah, I just say this fact and that fact, but it's, those aren't facts. Those are just fucking made up things, right? Yeah. So when he can say, oh, you think I was difficult and precious? Well, they were being racist. You're yeah. doing X, Y, or Z. And it's like, how am I the person who wasn't there and, and I'm just hearing what you're saying. How am I supposed to dispute what it is that you're saying, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I, I hate playing that game because I don't know what the fuck went down. So she could say this happened. I don't know if that actually fucking yeah. happened. Yeah, I mean, I or think they could say this happened. And th- I don't yeah, know. That's the not even that something happened. that comes into mind
1: for me. Like, yeah. like, she
0: was difficult to work with or not. Right. But because of that reputation, right? Uh, she is essentially being sort of blackballed in Hollywood. And not even just Hollywood, but even, I guess, even in the comic world, right? Yeah. Um, So therefore, she can't get the work that she's looking for. And I think the frustration of that is spilling over into this, where she's saying that, oh, Netflix is uh, racially and uh, 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 being biased towards me uh, along with a a gender bias as well. And I think, again, she's conflating, she's, she's weaponizing the racial and gender bias so that she doesn't have to confront the issue that one, nobody's really checking for you right now. And then two, nobody really likes you, even if they do want to work with you, you know? And so I think that she's trying to weaponize the other stuff in order to help her with her personal, like, because... She's trying to make it seem like she's trying to help out the black culture in terms of like, oh, I'm doing this for black women, you So because if yeah, if they like, if they offer me this much, how much are they going to offer the next black women comic that comes up more. behind me? Is more <laughs> so, because so, they're going to be more relevant than you are yeah. right now. And no, I, I think they just offer them more because they're more relevant. Like
1: like Tiffany Haddish is a great example. But so I think again, I think this just goes down to. Arrogance by the actual talent, in yeah. the talent in this case being Monique, and then a lack of... Um, a, a lack of... Uh, like a strong team around her to, mm-hmm. to humble her and say, you know what? Sometimes... You got to take that one-year deal, and I'm going back to other sports. Sometimes you got to take that one-year prove-it deal, and yeah. then when you prove it, then you go and you ask them, like, "All right, you guys need to bring For the it back bag this time." Yeah. So, and like when I think about that, I think about what Jonah Hill did to to get in the Wolf of Wall Street movie with, uh, I mean, it was a Martin Scorsese film. It had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Uh, I mean, the Matthew McConaughey. Like this, this film had a strong cast: John Favreau, John. Um, uh, uh, Dernthal, the guy who plays Punisher. Yeah. Strong strong cast in this movie, right? Yeah. I think Jonah Hill accepted like $500,000. Yeah. To to play a significant role in that movie. Yeah. But he did it because he was like, "You know what? I've always wanted to work with Leonardo DiCaprio. I've always wanted to work with Martin Scorsese. This is a great opportunity for me. I'm yeah. going to take the financial hit." You know, he could have probably accepted like another movie uh like a comedy for a a couple several million dollars but he was like you know what I'm going to take this $500,000 movie to be opposite of great talent to work with great directors and then I mean look I think Wolf of Wall Street is probably one of his greatest movies when I think of Jonah Hill now I think Superbad and I think Wolf of Wall Street yeah right so Monique if she had a strong team around her her team would have been like take this $500,000 payday absolutely destroy this special and then part two the second special you do for Netflix make sure they don't come to, to the table with less than $10 million or, yeah. or, or you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you get a chance to dictate that content yeah. uh, and dictate the terms of that contract. But yeah. anyway, uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, 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 we just don't know what happened behind the scenes. And I think there's, there's like this kind of conversation could go on for a while, but I think we're, we're in agreement in – she just needs I think it's a lesson of humility here that
0: yeah. she needs to learn. No, 100 percent And I think that she thinks she's being um she's she's think she thinks she's being humble by saying, oh, like I'm the most decorated. It, it, she said that a few times. She said, I'm the most decorated comic ever. And I say that humbly. It's like, well, if you say like, if you say yeah. the sentence, I'm saying it humbly, it doesn't guarantee it's that what humbly. you're saying is humble. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> but but I th- I think to wrap up, what I'm saying is is that I don't even think she should have taken the Netflix there because I think it was a garbage deal that they gave her. Yeah, yeah, right? I think it was garbage too. It was a garbage deal that they gave her. But what I think she should have done is, if she thinks she's actually worth more, then you set up your own tour. You do your own, like you go out and you prove that. Hey, every time I hit a city, and I'm not just going to like a some t- ten-person theater or whatever. I'm going to fucking arenas, and I'm yeah. selling out those arenas. Then you you have hardcore facts to prove. But if yeah. in, in that case. If and you have you hardcore use, facts, you use that as leverage. I, and I'll give yeah. you a perfect example, right? When I, I well, used to, I was gonna say like
1: she she probably like use that Netflix content in her uh, whenever yeah. she goes on tours, like use yeah. it as a part of your joke, like no hundred oh, percent jokes on you Netflix. Look at all this money I'm pulling in, but you know.
0: Well, well, so, l- let me give you a quick yeah. example. Uh, when I used to work for, I used to work for a bank, right? And uh, I did. Uh, I used to sit in a in you know in, a, in an actual bank uh facility and customers would come in whatever and part of my job was to facilitate loans, right? And so every now and then um I would look at the stats of my stats compared to the rest of the branches stats, right? In terms of what they're pulling in in loan revenue, right? Because mm-hmm. that was just pure revenue for for the, for the bank pulling in these loans. That's big business. I got to thinking like, yo, I'm killing it compared to the rest of the branch. So what I did was I looked at after a while of doing it, I looked at my numbers compared to the branches and I put it in the spreadsheet and I presented that to my superior saying, hey, look at what. the," And I put it in a pie chart so they, there were, were no ifs, ands or buts about it. Right. Yeah. I put it in a pie chart. I said, here's what I'm bringing in here's where everybody else is bringing in. And you clearly saw that big difference that I was bringing in about 60 or 70% of the loan revenue to that branch. Yeah. So I said, what do you guys want to do? Because I'm bringing in about 70% of your loan revenue. Where's my money, right? Yeah. They had to come back and say, you know what? And, it went, and I wasn't up for a review. This was like in the middle of a random time at the bank. Like, you know what? All right, here's a couple of dollars yeah. you know, uh, per hour. That, yeah. uh, that, that that we're gonna increase your pay by because yeah. we see your value you demonstrate that you prove to us if I just went to them and I was like hey guys I think I might be able to pull in this but I don't know I've been doing it in the past you know 10 years or whatever and all of a sudden you know I haven't really been showing you any numbers for the past couple of years but I think you guys should give me a couple more dollars they're like that's nice, but no, yeah. we'll see you in your review. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just look at it from just like you were like, I think you presented it from like, there was your perspective and there was like the business perspective, right? Yeah. To me, the end of the conversation with this whole Monique Netflix thing is yeah. Netflix is the business. They're the bigger business. They have, you know, at the end of the day, Monique is trying to work for them. Yeah. Right? Monique is trying to get this Netflix special, get this deal done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, if I'm Netflix, you may be the most decorated comic,, yeah. but if you're not going to bring in if I have to pay you x amount and you're going to bring in this amount,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas I can pay someone else mm-hmm. less of amount and they're still going to bring in a significant profit yeah because like if if they, if they pay Netflix ten million dollars and she brings in a hundred million, fantastic, right, if they pay some new up and coming young comedian uh and then they bring in $7 million I think they may profit like the profit margin or you know I'm just using like random crazy numbers here how much they spend versus how much they profit may be better on some other comedian so from Netflix's standpoint I'm like we're just gonna go elsewhere you're right yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's that's I mean from the business perspective I think that's what you have to do a lot of times like say hey you know what you're you're a decorated athlete thank you uh adrian peterson thank you to you guys you guys have uh accomplishments we're gonna go with somebody else who's willing to accept less money who's willing to prove it and then yeah you know business continues
0: so long story short monique put out your special on youtube see how it does yeah when you only have five views then i think netflix might have (laughs) might have a point to what they're saying uh, anyways, moving on. We had like literally like a whole list of shit to talk about before uh, before I went off on on a Monique tangent. But uh, but let's get into this whole Joe Paterno movie shit with uh, HBO. I don't know. Did you did you? I uh, forget if you said you did or didn't. Did you see the trailer for it? Yeah. Did you uh, Did you see the uh, trailer for uh, the new Paterno joint?
1: So I actually did not see the trailer for the Paterno movie. Yeah. But I know enough about the story. Yeah. The, the Joe paternal story, Jerry Sandusky, the whole thing, yeah, in right, order to, yeah. um, t- to speak about it. I-, I definitely have to check out the trailer. The movie, just because I think this is such an interesting topic, yeah. I'm definitely going to see it. Um, and I'll probably check out the trailer like, after this conversation.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I have my
0: thoughts, but I want to hear yours first, since yeah. you probably saw the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I-, I saw the trailer, and what I thought was uh it was an interesting sort of take on it because I actually wasn't uh I didn't know that there was like a reporter involved and she was sort of like trying to get out the story and they were trying to say like okay well they didn't know if she was telling the truth or she was lying yada yada and some of the trailers sort of points to that sort of dynamic where it wasn't just about Paterno and, and Sandusky that there was like a whole sort of net uh uh of things happening, you know? And so uh, it was really sort of interesting, sort of seeing it from that perspective. But it also sort of made me think about, like, just generally these sort of like movies about real life events. Like, yeah. it made me, for whatever reason, it made me sort of see it in a slightly different light where it's just like, I don't know if it's that great to be profiting off of these issues, you know, or these things that are going on, because these are real people that this is happening to. And I don't mean about like Paterno or Sandusky, I mean like the people even surrounding them in terms of like the kids that were involved, or yeah. not the kids, but the the, the guys that were involved um, in terms of like the people that were abused and those type of things. And like, what do you, like not you as in you, but I mean, but uh, you as in like the person whoever is watching this movie and you have been abused by Sandusky, like watching this on screen, like, that must be a fucking mind trip.
1: Yeah, I think like surface level, like to answer that question, right? If yeah. you're one of the victims of everything that happened with Jerry Sandusky and and Joe, Joe Paterno's involvement, you're probably thinking like, this doesn't deserve to be made into a movie. Like, yeah. I'm a victim of this. This is my life. Like,
0: this is this isn't right. Well, we'll break down real quick. Since since you're familiar with it, like. Uh, Like, what actually happened for for those who don't? Yeah,
1: so Jerry Sandusky had been molesting players uh, at Penn State University and, like, I think other small, um, like, team organizations, like maybe, like, high school kids that were in, in like, a summer football camp or club sponsored by this Penn State University or some organizations that they were affiliated with. Uh, So he had molested, uh, I'm not sure if it's hundreds, but maybe, like, a let's just say figuratively, a hundred Young men over the course of his career and tenure with Penn State, yep. and there you go so again, like over the over Sandusky's tenure at Penn State, he had molested a bunch of young boys, and apparently Joe Paterno knew about it. However, Sandusky was a, a crucial part of the coaching staff at Penn state, yep. and you know it just seems like they prioritized. Winning games mm. over the safety of the children, yeah. and, and, and Joe Paterno was a big part of, of, of that, okay. and, and like kind of keeping it under the rat, or keeping everything under wraps, yeah. in order to continue to recruit players to the university, win games, and, and, and the university profited from it. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm a victim of, of Jerry Sandusky and this whole, like, involvement with Joe Paterno, I'm probably a little bit upset that this yeah. movie is coming out, depending on how it depicts uh, Paterno and Sandusky and the Penn State organization.
0: Oh, no, no. I'm sure it'll, it won't it will depict them. It, it, it'll depict not necessarily Sandusky, but I'm sure Paterno in a more conflicted yeah. sort of, you know, whether... Uh, It'll have him sh- show him like doing like some good things and then some bad things. It'll ha- show him going back and forth about it, right? Yeah. But my thing is, I don't know if they should be profiting at all off this story simply because it's it's an odd sort of proposition that these, this is something real that everybody's in, involved in the situation like went through, you know, uh, and and so it's it's an odd proposition to say, oh yeah, we're going to make money off of that crazy situation right but then even more so that i think maybe they should i don't know because then like dudes are walking around with fucking cte right now fucking you know bugging like shit and we seem not to give a fuck about that so yeah if they were profiting off of you know uh, obviously, it's a terrible situation in terms of you know their. Because uh, I think he was an athletic director, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Sandusky. Uh, I, I thought he was on the coaching staff. Like was, he on was the like staff? A
1: coordinator or
0: something. Something like that. Like that. I, either way, uh, if they're winning games, I think that's people are like eh, notice this didn't really come out until after Penn State was kind of irrelevant. Uh, uh, in speaking about like the standings and shit. Yeah. This didn't come out when they were fucking like Penn State when they were hot. And that's when it was in the heart of when it was happening, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think this story broke when Penn State was like, they weren't terrible. They yeah. weren't like, you
0: know, they winning. weren't competing for
1: national championships. Yeah, they, they weren't competing for national championships, but they yeah. were like a good, strong team, university yeah. still. Um, like
0: a notable, well-known but, university. But not by their standards.
1: Not by their standards, yeah. yeah. Now, again, Joe Paterno, in terms of college football, okay. is high up on the list of like like most winningest coaches. Yeah. Or you know, in his tenure with Penn State, he'd been there such a long time, the university valued him. Um, so even if they went through a seven, whatever, five, seven-year period where they weren't winning, I think they valued him, right? Yeah. So if the university values a guy like Penn State... They're gonna keep him around,
0: or yeah, like Paterno.
1: Yeah, I'm um, sorry, like Paterno. Yeah, the, I don't know what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so if the if Penn State University um, values a guy like Joe Paterno, yeah. and Joe Paterno values uh, like um, staff members or coaches like a guy like Jerry Sandusky, you know that can. And this happens everywhere in all types of industries where, you know, the business you work for may value you, you value your team, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think what the mistake Penn State made here was in valuing someone too much and knowing that they were doing something wrong and still keeping them on board.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And does this deserve to be made into a movie? You know, I I don't know if that's the right question. I think the better question is, does making this movie, like, who does it help and who does it hurt? Hmm right yeah like does it I mean obviously the studio making the movie sees value in this like hey we're we're probably gonna make millions of dollars making this movie the director's gonna make money the the actors starring in it are gonna make money um are are they going to protect Penn State's image in the movie in in terms of like not hurting the university's image um and, and pointing at them like you guys fucked up you guys did something wrong yeah you guys were negligent um or are they going to be very like honest in the movie and saying, "Hey, Penn State, you guys knowingly looked the other way. Yeah. Joe Paterno knowingly looked the other way, and Jerry Sandusky is is you know a criminal and should be buried." Yeah, I don't know. I think that's my take on it. But it does deserve, does this movie deserve to be made? Um, I don't know if the world needs this movie. I don't know if anyone was asking for this movie.
0: But, I think there are people who are misinformed about what's going yeah, on.
1: I think the movie could help paint a better picture or could help provide perspective. Mm. Um, it doesn't hurt to make the movie, but I do think there are certain people who will be offended or emotional by it. You know, yeah, after seeing it.
0: Yeah, there's there's always going to be that possibility when you depict uh, something about somebody's real life. There's always going to be those who are. Uh, uh, offended by what you put out by the mere fact that you even put it out because these are it's not like this is something fake that happened to somebody this is something real that happened to somebody's real life like this is it's its like saying like the worst event that ever happened in your life if somebody were to make a you know television movie about it you yeah know, just like well yeah that's interesting you know I, I wouldn't be able to uh you you wouldn't because you were there to live it, it could either go one of two ways. Either you could be like, Oh, that's not accurate at all or mm-hmm. you can be like, Yeah, that's very accurate and in which case, do you wanna see the worst event in your life you know, repeated yeah. on TV for you you wanna be scrolling through on demand and be like, Oh yeah, that shitty thing that happened to you, yeah, you know, you can watch that anytime you want. Yeah.
1: And I think for the people involved, like the victim of, the victims of this whole thing,
0: yeah.
1: I think for them, even if the story is told accurately, and Joe Paterno or Jerry Sandusky is depicted as like a, a monster, and Jerry yeah. Sand and um sorry Jerry Sandusky is depicted as a monster, Joe Paterno is depicted as a negligent person who knew about everything that was going on, and Penn State University is depicted as this big, um, you know, organization that. Suppressed and silenced what was going on for the sake of profits and win and winnings, right? I think even that, like you as a victim, are probably going to feel like, well, my story wasn't told. Like this thing happened to me. Yeah, everyone's making money from it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not benefiting from. They're the they're the
0: headliners. Yeah, Uh, in terms of being you know depicted on screen and like it's almost like their plight is what you're watching. And it's like fuck them. Why didn't like they at the end of the day didn't have to suffer through what they you yeah. know what the actual the, like the people who are actually the, the victims of this are that that's where the story is yeah. or not necessarily where the story is but that's that's where the heartache is yeah. is, is with those people and so yeah it's, it's, but then
1: when you ask that question about like like, you know, from the victim's perspective, right? There's so many movies that have been made about events that have happened throughout history or just like small situational moments and can you make every movie or a movie like this, you know, based on like a, not necessarily a confined incident, but like a, this wasn't like a worldwide thing, right? right? This was like a thing that happened at a university with A large amount of people, but not like it didn't happen. It it wasn't like the entire university. Yeah, it was like mainly the football program, the coaches and the players, right? So, can you tell us? Can you tell this story from everybody's perspective and make everyone happy? No. Can you? Does this story just need to be told? I don't think so. Is this going to be an interesting story? Yes, and I think that's like you know if, if i'm making this movie producing this movie directing this movie writing this movie i think that's what you're focused on yeah. you are going to piss a lot of people off yeah. it's it's a good story It's going to maybe shed light on some new information and uh i don't know I, I don't know if anyone's really going to be hurt
0: i i think there they're going to be people who
1: are hurt by it but but then that hurt by the actual making of the movie or hurt by like it becoming a movie or hurt by like having to relive both everything that happened
0: I think both I think depending on how accurate it is it's either way it's going to piss people off that they're even uh, monetizing a terrible event but then you can say that literally about almost almost any movie that gets put out because I think any movie that gets put out has a grain of reality in it in terms of shit that has actually happened to people and no matter how crazy or fantastical it might be um there's always a grain of truth in it, but there's something different about, like, an actual event, you know, that happened, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's something, because you're basically recreating what went on, you know? And so that can be hard to look at. And, and so, for instance, like, the whole, uh, they came out with the, the uh, what was the, the NWA movie? Sure uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there were people who took exceptions with that because of how it depicted Eazy-E, uh, and in terms of how he got AIDS and then died and, yeah. and so people definitely took an exception with that but um, so there, there's something different about when something's real, right? Because it's you're, you're literally recreating events that happen. Yeah. And so the people who were there are saying, like, yeah, it's not really how it happened. Or if they were intricately involved in it, that can be a difficult thing to relive each time that you see it. Especially yeah. if it's like, oh, yeah, this old dude has been fondling you for the past you know, four or five years. Yeah, we're going to make a movie about that guy. Uh, and you're going to have to watch that over and over. You yeah. Know?
1: That like so, as you said that, I, I begin to think about like if I were involved in this situation, right? And yeah. obviously, when they're making a movie before the movie even begins production, um, you know, there's a lot of research that needs to be done because accuracy is like the most important thing when you're telling a real story. That's
0: you happening. would think, yeah.
1: Well, uh, it should be the most important. Yeah. <laughs> thing. So if I knew this movie was going to be made, this movie was green lit, it was going to be you know made, produced, and uh it was going to be distributed yeah if i'm a victim do i want to participate in the making of it and having to relive it every day you know with interviews and answering questions and like reliving certain moments to make sure that hey if the movie's going to be told i'm going to make sure that it was as accurate as possible based off of my experience yeah or do you say, and you know what, I don't want any part of this. I just want to go about living my life and try and move on from that time and then the movie comes out and then it's inaccurate Yeah. and then you are more hurt by that.
0: Yeah.
1: I think for the victims, uh, well, the victims are going to be hurt either way. Yeah. What I, what, when I say, you know, when I ask the question about who's going to be hurt or if anyone's going to be hurt, it's like, how much? How much mm. damage is it going to do? Like mm. new damage? Mm. Or is it just like a matter of old hurt being brought back to, to to the present day for people who are trying to move on from it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. It, it, it's always a tough question. Like, movies like this, it's like, damn, this is gonna... A lot of people are gonna be hurt by this. Do, you know,
0: should we tell this story? Is it selfish of the studio? I don't know if that's the right question. Of course it's... It, it's always selfish. It's always what can maximize... Because it's like, you're not putting this movie out because you just... Like, there's no... If you were gonna put this movie out, you would have just done it as a doc. If if you if yeah. if really your only concern was or if that well, was your studio, if that if problem, was your yeah, sure. if that was your, you wouldn't have gone out got Al Pacino to play Joe Paterno like yeah. you know because you want eyes to see it right. Yeah. Uh, if you just wanted to do it for he altruistic, he yeah, he's Is playing. Al Pacino? Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah watch the trailer. i am tell you. Uh, and it's weird because it's like. I, I need to go back and watch like paternal. Okay, yeah, like now that Al Al's stuff. in
1: it, it's about yeah. Because
0: you know Al's not doing this movie
1: for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. He's not doing it for Monique money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> they try to give him the Monique deal. They're like, yo, uh, Al, let's check it. Uh, we're going need you to come in a little little low for this. Offer, yeah, no, you know, no. no. Al's <laughs> like,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm not doing this movie for nothing <laughs> less than
0: twenty million. <laughs> it's so funny how uh, Al Pacino sounds like The Dark Knight. He, like, does, he, yeah, could, yeah, he could, he yeah, could have. I, like I he think voiced. he would have been. Yeah. The
1: voice would have been better than Christian Bale's. <laughs> Where yeah. is <laughs> is. Like, come on, Christian. They say they
0: sound strangely uh, familiar. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I don't know. I, I think
1: I think it's going to be an interesting movie. I don't think Al Pacino would do this movie if at least I would hope he wouldn't just do this movie for the check and he'd be like, you know what, there needs to be a certain level of accuracy.
0: Uh, There needs to be some research done. No, no, no. I'm sure every role that he takes is of that same record in terms of, like, this has to be done right if we're going to do it. Yeah. At the same time, I'm sure he's not doing it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. You know? I'm sure Um, all the victims aren't getting proceeds. No. That'd be a lot of people to pay. No, they're not. (laughs) I'm sure if if they got their... If they get the interview, whatever, with them, I'm sure they, you know, you got maybe a little kickback, like, here's 500 As, like, a producer or something like that, because I think that's what you get known as if you help out with a project in, in that capacity. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, long story short, um, yeah, don't don't fiddle, uh, fiddle kids. Don't fiddle the diddle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Your little kids in the middle. Yeah I, th- <laughs> yeah, I really feel like that should be without saying, but apparently yeah. not. No, apparently you, apparently you, need to you say have that. to say it. <laughs> yeah, you have to say that these days.
1: <laughs> um, so all right, on the topic of maybe maybe not exploiting others. Yeah. Um one of a guy who I love to hate, yeah. Drake, yeah, and his The God's Plan music video that he recently put out. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so just to give some background on it. God's Plan is a song, I guess off of his upcoming album or maybe it's just a No, single. I think it was just
0: a couple like it it was like a is a two song sort of like
1: It was like diplomatic immunity. Yeah, it was God's yeah, and Plan. Part, plan yeah, yeah.
0: Um and it was like uh, Scary Hours, I think is the uh, title of the okay, set. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. Um so
1: his the the the, the production Budget for this movie was a little under a million dollars. I yeah. think it was like nine hundred and ninety-eight thousand or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, Drake shot the video for very cheap. I think like maybe to shoot the actual video is probably like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. And then he used the rest of the money to give away. He 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 gave away a little under a million dollars to like somewhat random people throughout yeah. the course of this music video yeah. um, to help them as like, you know, hey, this is a part of God's plan, right? Um, overall, I think I think it was amazing. My, my take on it, my perspective is he could have did what a lot of art, other artists do and just shoot a music video where it's about them and they're the star of it and it's about making them look cool and pouring champagne on bitches and... <laughs> Pulling up in like Bentleys and Lamborghinis that, and like
0: that is you know, the dream.
1: Something blows up in the background and you know you pour more champagne on bitches. He could he could have went that route, but well, instead you can he can never like, pour enough champagne. Yeah, man. you can never pour enough champagne on yeah. bitches. But he went a different <laughs> <laughs> he went a different route and like you know what I'm gonna use this money and I'm going to, instead of spending it on random shit, I'm gonna use this money to, I'm gonna give it to people. Like, yeah. I think one young lady, he gave her like $50,000 for yeah. college, Scholarship, yeah. bam. Her college is paid for now. Her education is paid for, yeah. right? Um, and then I think that then has long-term effects for her and her family. Yeah. You know, she's gonna now be, uh, you know, hopefully she, Finishes college and she graduates with zero debt. Yeah. And let's say her college tuition. Let's say she doesn't spend the whole fifty thousand dollars, and she graduates college with zero student loans, um, and she has ten thousand dollars in the bank, and yeah. you know, buys a house. Like, I'm thinking about the long term effects of what he did for these individuals. Yeah. Um, which I think is greater. Uh, he, he, he. He. I think he positively impacted a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Now. The other side, I think, and you're going to get to this, and I'm going to let you speak, is, did he profit off of their, exploiting their their situations?
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent, he did. But it's the same thing that we're just talking about with the whole paternal thing, uh, in terms of the movie. Yeah, you profit other uh, off of others' misery, <laughs> and and I think that's uh, that's exactly what Drake did, you know. But I, I think that. It becomes an interesting sort of philosophical question of uh, when you do a good deed should you broadcast it to the mass public because on one hand you can just do a good deed on its own and you don't have to really tell anybody about it just because you just did the uh, good deed but on the back end, you can also profit off that good deed. So like with the views that Drake's gonna get this from, from this video, with just the general sort of, and, and that's hard to quantify, right? So it's hard to separate like, Okay, Drake did this music video. Therefore, we're gonna, you know, we 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 can track how much that helped him in terms of like people who now look at Drake a little differently. Now they're gonna go out and buy a CD. The next time he puts out a CD, oh, they think Drake's a really nice guy. So therefore, they're gonna go to his concerts. Like, it's hard to quantify all that. So it's just like when somebody on that level puts out something like this, it's like how am I not to look at this like a PR stunt, you know? Um, When that's kind of what it was, you know? But then on the flip side of that, which you, you were just saying is those were real people getting uh, uh, or having their lives changed in a real way. So it's just like, no matter how much he may or may not profit from that, they still are getting what they're getting at the end of the day. So he just, you know, like I, think he, I think he handed like a stack of cash to families and, and yeah. a, a mother and her, and her son um, that shit that actually like matters, like they they that's going to have an, a, a true effect on their lives. This yeah. this girl who got the the, the scholarship for fifty thousand yeah. dollars, that's going to have an effect for the rest of her life. So whether or not he profits from that, who gives a shit? He they still got it at the end of the day, and it's better than not doing it. So it's yeah. just like this interesting sort of philosophical thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think regardless, someone's gonna profit. It's a music video for a song. Yeah. If you look at it from the very beginning, he wrote the song. The song was produced, right? Yeah. And, you know, they were... The song was published. It was put out there. It was distributed.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and he was going to make money from the song no matter what. Yeah. Good. It's a good song. It's going to get radio play. Um, he was going to make a music video regardless. And, that, like, part two of... So, when when you think about it from that perspective is he's going to make money no matter what, right? Yeah. In shooting the music video, he could have said, I'm going to make a dope music video for my dope song and I'm going to pour champagne on more bitches. (laughs) I'm going to fly more bitches in and I'm going to pour, I'm I'm sorry to the female listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being a, I'm being a dick right now, but anyway, <laughs> but I'm gonna pour more champagne on more bitches, and I'm just gonna spend this money on whatever, and I'm just gonna get my money. But instead, he chose to I'm gonna do something positive for other people. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm 99% sure the people who, um, in which he he came into contact with, and the people which he like, you know. Donated the money to like the the mother and the son and the young lady who received the scholarship uh, and the woman. So there's a woman who was a housekeeper at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. and She worked there for like 40 years. I think she had a two hour travel to work in the morning to clean hotel rooms and a two hour travel back home. And she had like four sons. I think he like gifted her like a large amount of money and took her on a shopping spree to buy whatever she wanted. And she bought like some $2,000 heels for herself like. Wow, like a way to change
0: someone's life, right? Yeah. How, uh, wait. So, how long before, like, after the video, do you think that she went on eBay? I mean, even those?
1: if she went on eBay and <laughs> sold the stuff the next day, I do that. Immediately. I mean, yeah, I don't think Drake cares that
0: same day. Yeah, I, would I don't think he would care. So, you know, should.
1: whatever, do whatever you want with it. Um, but either way, yeah. a lot of I think this is a win-win for everybody. Drake made this song. He's gonna make song for the money. He made the music video instead of using this the studio budget to. Uh, you know, get, get rent a wraith in a big house and, you know, buy a lot of champagne, eventually to, to pour on a bitch. Yeah,
0: I like this is a fantasy you <laughs> I mean, you just want to pour champagne on. I've it, poured it. champagne on bitches. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Vegas, it was it, a good time. It's invigorating.
1: It yeah, was yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I like what he did. I like, I like yeah. what he did. I think it was a, a good move.
0: Yeah, I like what he did too. It's just, like I said, creating a whole music video about it is, uh, I think that's where it gets a little awkward but i think for those who say like oh like he shouldn't have done it i think that when you actually talk to the people who he did that for they're like i could give less of a fuck if this is on camera or not if he profits from this or not i don't care he helped me out he's good in my book so yeah so anything else i think is just kind of semantics uh i think we conquered that problem i think we solved that issue yeah, uh, and uh, that means that we can potentially save the world, right? I feel like through conversation and uh, uh, s- generally talking about topics, I feel like we can we can do a lot of good in the world. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If we, uh, you know, just we just need some sponsors, so we need a profit from this, <laughs> from saving the world. So anybody who wants to sponsor the show, <laughs> feel free. To uh, to help us save the world. Drop a drop, drop a check off. You drop, you know, yeah, you know, just you can Venmo, Cash App you know. it,
1: whatever, whatever you wanna do. <laughs> yeah, if
0: you're dropping a check off, I I don't, I don't know. I think I feel like you, you might not be with the times. You might you might be uh, a relic. But I know there was uh, there was something else you wanna talk about in terms of dropping something off, such as a pipe to somebody's leg.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> my girl, I actually like uh this this young lady that I'm gonna. Speak about Tanya Harding. Not that I like her, but I was like, (laughs) like I wouldn't hang out with Tanya Tanya Harding.
0: Poster in your room. I don't like
1: text her or whatnot. But uh, so she has a a new movie coming out. Uh, I Tanya, starring um, and I never say this actress's name. Margot Robbie. It's easy. Is it Margot? Margot. 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 Yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah. um, Young lady from. Wolf of Wall Street, which we spoke about earlier, uh, yeah. from the horrible Suicide Squad. Um, and she was also in, what was that movie with Will Smith?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember it right now. It was like,
1: uh, s- were there like pickpockets? Stealth, s- 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 steal. It has letters on the alphabet. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. so she is uh, the star playing uh, I, Tanya. And so, so the question around this movie, I think it's like a similar question to the Joe Paterno movie, right? Mm-hmm. What is, like, is, is there a need for this movie? Like, from what perspective is this movie going to be told? Obviously, it's called I, Tanya. So, obviously, it's going to be the Tanya Harding side of the story. Focus. This is what that movie was called. Yep, sorry. focus. Yep. So, you know, it's going to be told from, like, the Tanya Harding perspective. Yeah. But when you look back at the story, she was the villain, right? And Nancy Kerrigan was the victim. Uh, so, is it right for the villain to get to tell their side of the story.
0: Yeah, I'm sensing a theme here with the whole paternal thing and like Sandusky and then the yeah. Tanya. It's never really from like the victim standpoint. It's but, from, I, mean, I guess that's a more interesting standpoint maybe. The villain's
1: perspective is the more interesting standpoint. Hmm. It's like, is the villain is Tanya hmm. Harding going to be honest? And I think as of late like if you listen to her more recent interviews she also has a book that she put out. I think she's starting to open up a bit more now maybe be a little bit more honest it's like maybe i did know something was gonna happen maybe wait, i was wait, involved
0: wait is she is she still saying that she had nothing to do with it i think she's still
1: defending her position as to like i didn't do it i didn't order that's so bold the person this someone shit To attack Nancy Kerrigan with a crowbar. I didn't order it, I didn't have I didn't pay for it, I didn't do it. But I may have known about it. Which I think has been like the the position for a while. Yeah. Where she's like, you know, I I think what really happened is her like boyfriend or her fiance or her brother at the time, some guy that was in her life, was like, hey. This chick, Nancy, is a beast. You're going to lose. I can take care of I can make sure that you win. Yeah. And I got a crowbar in my trunk. <laughs> Give me the green light. Yeah. Put some money under the, <laughs> the
0: yeah. under the bench in the park at midnight. Yeah, that's you know. How bad? The, like, first of all, as bad as you might think she is, right? Because clearly she knew about it. Clearly she was a part of it. Yeah. Like any 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 other sort of like assertion of the contrary is just preposterous. But how badly do you want to win? You gotta set your opponent up to catch a fucking metal pipe to the leg. You want to win that. <laughs> You've got a need to win. Like that's not just like a. Uh, that's just not like a. Oh, let's like be competitive here. Like that's like a. I have to be number one. And that's the competitive spirit I think we should all possess. There might be some casualties because of it. There might be some people who fall by the wayside because of your ambitious nature. But we should all have that fucking ambition to want to win at fucking whatever cost. Even if it's somebody's leg. Even if it's that the person might not walk straight for the next 30 years of their life. I want to win that bad, that I'm yeah. willing to fuck your shit up.
1: Well, is it that I want to win that bad or that like I know I'm gonna lose and like I'm afraid of that, so I'm willing to Same do Same difference.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I don't know, I, I think it's a
1: little bit, I think, I think one is I really want this and I took, uh, I, I did something bad because I wanted it that bad or yeah. I know I'm gonna lose I'm a sore loser, I'm afraid of losing, I'm gonna do something bad so that I, I don't experience that loss?
0: I don't know, I see those as literally the same thing. It's just, either way, you're dealing with the extreme of, I literally don't wanna lose enough that I'm willing to do something that, by all decent standards, is clearly immoral. Um, and I don't care what the end result is, as long as, I'm I win in the end cuz that's really what it's all about like no matter what extreme you're talking about whether it's I just don't want to lose that bad or it's that I know I'm going to lose at the end result you want to win is is the end result of that equation. Yeah. And so I don't know, I got to I got to give it up to my girl Tanya Hardy. That takes an unusual amount of uh of just Fucking just sheer. Now I wouldn't even say will because will would have been just to try to like out compete your competitor. Right. Yeah. Like will is like you go out and you just practice every day and you do what the fuck you need to do to let know that you're going to be guaranteed that dub. But that just takes something, something different that I just don't have in me in terms of like, I want to win. I'm pretty competitive. Yeah. I still want to win that bad where I know I'm like, yeah, even if, I put the other person uh at risk in terms of like uh and then also i hate unfair advantages too like i want to know if i win i want to know that i beat you at your best i want to know that you put everything that you had into beating me and you still couldn't get it done then i'm satisfied when i know that i did something to you or something happened to you I'm like, eh, now it's not that sweet. Now I'm always going to be questioned whether it was my talent or yeah. whether it was that particular situation that led me to winning. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, but then, like, they're the people who don't think about it from that perspective. Yeah. And they're like, I want to win at all costs. So I think that's the, who Nancy Kerrigan was. So she was like, I just want to win. Or I t- don't, Tanya Harding. I'm sorry. Uh, that's who Tanya Harding was. Like, yeah. I want to win. Um, whether it's classy, whether it's not classy, I just wanna win, right? Yeah, yeah Um so she did what she had to do to ensure herself a victory and whoever first of all, I think the the person in this whole situation who deserves all the blame is the attacker who just did a shitty job. Like <laughs> obviously you got you got paid to and like <laughs> You got paid to do a job, yeah, and you didn't do your job. Yeah,
0: well, do, there, I, like, remind pissed. me. Of, remind me of how? Like, do you remember? Because I don't actually remember what went down in terms of like. So I think Tanya did the person get caught or something. I think
1: Nancy Kerrigan was coming yeah. out of like practice one night. Yeah, um, and this was like several days before they were supposed to compete. Yeah, and um, the attacker just came at her smashed her in the leg with a crowbar and like either fractured it or broke it um but it was very sloppy it wasn't
0: (laughs) clean why is that the first thing you go for i'd at least like punch her in the face first you know give her like a tombstone pile driver. yeah anything to distract from the fact that i'm just trying to hit you in the leg but when you just go straight for the leg it seems a little suspicious it was
1: done with uh, i mean there was like a big red arrow flashing neon sign pointing at Tanya <laughs> Harding after that event took place, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna really do it, yeah. right, if you're gonna be that guy who does this, yeah, make it look like a robbery, yeah. less of an attack. I mean, take her wallet
0: or some shit, yeah, like take, if she's wearing a watch, take her hey, And
1: we're not advocating <laughs> Assault and and abuse and, and speak violence for yourself. You
0: gotta want it.
1: All right, but <laughs> yeah. if I am in this industry of uh, Accepting money for to do these dirty jobs. Yeah uh, like, Do it do it right, you know, yeah Maybe attack her when she's like getting in her car. Yeah. smash the window steal her purse
0: yeah, I'm telling you, give hit, her a her, her clothesline.
1: Yeah, hit her in the shin so she yeah. can't compete, steal the car, abandon the car like a mile away, set it on fire so it looks like a robbery
0: yeah, going bad. You, you but sound, don't you come... Sound, you sound like you thought about this. I
1: don't know. This sounds really... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <and> just, uh, <laughs> I, I just thought about... Well, maybe I thought about it. I think, every, I think everyone's thought about how could that have done, been done better, right? <laughs> Everyone happened. but the person who did it, obviously. Um I don't know. After it was all said and done, I think uh, all the signs pointed to Tanya Harding no matter what. Uh, I think it was going to be a good movie. I think Mar- Margot Margaret Margaret Ro- whatever Robbie It's not that hard. It's very difficult. I don't know why. But I think she's I think she's going to do a good job yeah. in playing um Tanya Harding. I think
0: yeah, well, well the movies already out. So she's I think the reviews are in. I think it's pretty uh, It's, it's good so far? Pretty, yeah, pretty good reviews. Yeah. I want to actually watch it myself. I uh I think I might try to do that this weekend, try to watch I, I've heard it's good.
1: Yeah, so it's very interesting. Like, ever since that incident, I haven't heard as much from... Nancy Kerrigan Right As I have from Which you would think Tanya Harding Like you would think The victim Is going to be The people The person that people Want to hear from And you know She might have a book deal She may write a movie You know You think she may
0: use that To like spin off Into a different career path Well you know what I think they They did do some sort of Like it was, it was like a lifetime-esque yeah, kind of movie. I'm, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure they've
1: done many movies and stories from her point of view. But for whatever reason, Tanya Harding has been in, you know, she has been, quote-unquote, a public figure for quite a while ever <laughs> since then. Isn't and, that some
0: wild shit? Yeah,
1: and then now she has a movie coming out. <laughs> there's a book deal coming out and you know she's getting paid from both so even if she did do it she was involved uh, she's kind of built a nice little career for herself <laughs> down the road Yo, so but that's, that's the shout out life, to yeah. tanya harding's hey. business acumen hey hey <laughs> sorry nancy
0: hey get them chips up that's you profit off of misery that's that's all we do man you fucking profit off of misery you know what? I'm not saying that from sitting on like a high horse. I'm saying that knowingly. Like, yeah, like we profit off of misery, right? So anybody in the entertainment industry, look, look. What are all songs written about? All great songs written about heartbreak. That's what they're written about, right? All great R&B songs or fucking or even look at the rap game or even fucking country for that matter, right? What's it about? Yeah. That's what you fucking profit off of, you know? And uh, turning that... Uh, it's like for a fucking, uh, the story of Rapunzel, right? Turning that straw into gold. Uh, that is Rapunzel, right? Am I, am I thinking about that right? Rumpel, I haven't seen Rumpel Rapunzel. Stillskin. Yeah. Is that...
1: Rumpelstiltskin?
0: I th- it might...
1: Is yeah, that, I think it's it rump- Rumpelstiltskin. Same,
0: is that the one in the same store? I don't know. I've, I've lost track of my childhood uh, uh, fucking fairy tales. But... um but that's what we fucking do as human beings, man. We, we profit off of fucking misery. Uh, we, we turn that straw into gold. Um, and I think that's the American dream. I think it's the American dream to turn your your shitty misery into something that you can make money off of. And in fact, I think people search for that misery. It's just like the starving artist, right? The reason why you're a starving artist is uh, so you have a story to tell. Uh If not, you would just fucking get a job at The Gap and then do your art at the same time. But no, you need to suffer so that you feel like your art can benefit from you suffering. So you have a better story to tell. What stories are we most interested in? The the stories of, you know, oh man, this is a black kid who grew up in a great family. He had uh, both parents in the household. Um, he went to a great school. Uh, he graduated college and got a job directly thereafter. Made a lot of money, and we're going to tell that person's story. Nope, it's the it's the black dude who his mom was a crack dealer. His dad was in jail for various reasons. Therefore, he came up in the game selling drugs. And uh, yeah, he uh, you know he has about four or five kids by all you know all through through you know uh, different. Uh, 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 mothers and you know that's the that's the that's the story that we want to tell. That that's the story that we more, we're more interested in. <laughs> that we sit down and we're like you know tell me more about this story yeah. of your hard life and the shit. Like we don't like the easy shit of like yeah you're the you know um, uh, uh, you've had it easy. And so I think we naturally gravitate towards the villain because the villain tends to have the more harder path to wherever it is that they're, yeah. they're going or the more interesting path. You know. Yeah,
1: I mean we like you know the People like the nice side of it, and, and, you know, we all like good, happy endings, yeah. but we love all the dirty, filthy, evil stuff that happens yeah. uh, before the happy ending, right? Because there has to be, like, the the storm before the rainbow, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: that's what makes it worthwhile. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's going to be an interesting movie. I'm definitely going to see it. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we, uh, before, before we wrap up and, uh, or, you know, change topics, whatever. I, I do want to talk about one, one other movie that I saw last night, which I think you've seen, mm-hmm. um, the shape of water.
0: Oh, you saw that. Yeah, so
1: yeah. I, no, no, I, I, I still didn't see the movie, but I saw, it, right? I saw a different preview yeah. and in the movie, there's the amphibious creature. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is that? The creature from Hellboy. <laughs> if I had seen Hellboy, maybe I would know. So that. I,
1: I think, and I, I'm gonna IMDb Hellboy really quickly. Yeah. And I'm gonna pull up the 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 name of the creature. And
0: are oh, you, you thinking it's like a shared universe kind of thing? Uh, it has to be. There's. I, I don't know if there's any other way. Um, I think it's just the creator of the the movie. Uh, Gilmoro Del Toro I think that's his name uh, Guillermo uh, Del Toro Yeah, yeah. He uh, So Abe Sapien
1: From Hellboy Yeah uh, Was the It was like the Blue Amphibious creature um, I'm trying to see If I can pull up images of him to To kind of jog your memory Yeah Oh yeah
0: It is It is him the the guy the guy who played oh wait didn't Gilmore del Toro didn't he create, uh, or wasn't
1: he the director of Hellboy? So the director of Hellboy, um, and let me see if I can find that really quickly, is Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And the actor who played Abe Sapien in Hellboy is his name is Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. And if you click on his bio in IMDb, he's also in The Shape of Water. And his character in, in The Shape of Water is uh, Amphibian Man, and in Hellboy, obviously it's Abe Sapien, mm. and there's a Hellboy coming out in 2018 as well, and I believe Doug Jones, uh, he should be in this movie, maybe not, I guess not, but yeah. So now huh. I'm really excited to see that movie. So The Shape of Water and Hellboy the Shape have of water. a shared universe. Yeah. Very I, interesting. I guess, now I'm more interested in the
0: movie. Now so, it's a way more So The
1: Shape of Water, I guess, is a prequel to Hellboy. Huh where they take that this amphibious man and then later on I guess down his career path he joins <laughs> his career path yeah. as an
0: amphibious I guess he
1: joins the, the agency in which Hellboy the government agency in which Hellboy works for him. Yeah.
0: It's really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So then what what comes up is really does he does that does the dude in Hellboy have like a mistress? And I, would that mistress be the woman from
1: I, you know what? So, in the movie Hellboy, I think he does speak of, like, um, a woman that he knew that he used to be in love with or huh. something like that. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to watch Hellboy again. Yeah. Before I check out uh, The Shape of Water. Yeah, because
0: I'm not going to lie to you. The Shape of Water wasn't too high on my list. After really? I Really? Yeah, I watched it and I was like... I'm not quite sure why this is up for an Oscar. Yeah. This is very, very confusing, very perplexing why this is up for an Oscar. Uh, but, uh, but now that you mentioned that, I don't know. It becomes slightly more interesting. So, you know, if obviously we
1: spoke earlier about the shitty weather we're having this weekend in Maryland. And yeah. You know, tonight might be one of those nights where you're at home yeah. watching a movie. Yeah. Hellboy might, be, might have to make it on the list of movies mm-hmm. you watch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a good movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a good movie for what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll watch the trailer. <laughs> I'll Watch the show. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll watch
0: the show for it. I, but
1: yeah, it's uh, it. well, and like the upcoming Hellboy that's coming out this year, actually 2018. It's supposed to be a darker.
0: That's um, always what it is. When, so, when something's gone away and it comes yeah. back, it's always comes back. Well, as I mean, like a Hellboy darker... two
1: didn't come out too long. ago I think Hellboy two maybe have came out like four or five years ago.
0: Yeah. What's what's the what's the what's the statue of limitation in terms of being able to reboot something?
1: Um, I think if like, like relevance. So Hellboy is a DC comic, yeah, and DC is trying to, you know, compete at a high level with Marvel. Trying and failing. So yeah. they have to, you know, they have to keep these characters in the forefront. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a,
0: a Blade movie coming out pretty soon. That would be a disgrace, you know. I, and I've joked in the past that Blade wasn't that good. Blade was actually a pretty good movie. Blade body. was good. Blade wasn't a good movie. It was good. I mean, and actually, I, and I, and, and in, this in is some ways, I think two was actually even better. Three was complete garbage, but... Three was uh, just like, you know, let's, sh- let's just uh, have Jessica Biel Let, like Let's finish this because yeah. we have
1: to tell the final story. <laughs> yeah. um, part two was really good. Part yeah, two was thought, really good.
0: I thought two was good. Yeah,
1: and I mean, and you got to think, this was like 10, 12 years ago yeah. when, you know, they don't have the budgets that they have now for these like big. That's why it's movies. so
0: like realistic. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. They,
1: they use. I mean, there was a lot of digital effects and
0: cr- really was cheap it? shitty in, Digital in Play effects 2? I thought there was yeah. way more in three. I thought three
1: was like. Oh yeah, yeah. They three was digital into, like, effects the, all the way. But I think one had some like exploding heads and it was, oh, okay yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It was yeah. terrible, terrible. I, I could. I wanted to do some research on what the budgets were for those movies, <laughs> and I guarantee you blade one probably had like a six million dollar budget and, and blade <laughs> no, Two maybe like that's like
0: that's like 20 you're you're venturing so so blade one let's therapy. say 20 million
1: part two maybe like 30 yeah part three it looks like they had 11 <laughs> but no it looks like they had like
0: a hundred because of all the goddamn cgi that they fucking used in that movie well uh, they obviously had the
1: budget f- for the for the for writers and producers the script,
0: the producers <laughs>
1: and the script. <laughs> all of the money was spent girl. on digital effects. Yeah,
0: no, clearly they
1: have <laughs> no type of plot, man. But um, yeah. but yeah, so I think DC Comics is gonna, you know, they're gonna revive some of these characters, and I, yeah. I I like where they're going. Where they're like, you know what, we're gonna let Marvel do the the nice guy, the uh, the PG thirteen movies, and we're gonna drop some R rated movies, yeah. right? We're gonna we're gonna do. Um, Hellboy what's the other R-rated um, superhero movie we talked about like two episodes ago that's coming out
0: uh, I really forget Yeah, there's so many we talked so about, goddamn yeah, movies we talked about it all,
1: but I, I, if, if that's the direction uh, which DC Comics is heading where we're like you know what we're gonna put out some of the some of the more darker comics like the action packed comics and we're gonna like we're gonna go darker and we're gonna let Marvel have the nice guy run yeah. I, uh, I like that but, direction. but that's
0: just. But that, that's even weirder because Marvel. I don't think Marvel is necessarily known for like the nice guy. Like so, for instance, Iron Man. He wasn't really a nice guy. He's kind of a dick. That's sort of like his. But old he's stick. still.
1: But the Iron Man movies are still very PG thirteen.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So. I yeah, I mean, obviously, oh, they can, yeah, okay, obviously I guess, they yeah, they yeah. can't do that on every movie, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I think what dc has coming is way better than what they've produced so far and i hope they've learned from what they've
0: produced i don't know i've been duped by them uh on multiple occasions I, I i will never uh ever since batman versus superman i thought it was impossible for them to screw that up and uh they clearly did uh in a very sort of massive way um so i'll never put it above them to uh come up with a shitty movie uh <laughs> It's always within the the realm of possibility for that to be the case. Uh, yeah, I forget what movie we were talking about. Now it's really, really fucking bothering me that I can't remember what DC film we were talking about. But, yeah, uh, it'll it'll way, come so to mind. mind. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, dude, what what else you got going on for this weekend, man? Before we uh get it out wrap. of here. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, again, this weekend's probably gonna be another chill one for me. I'm gonna get some movies uh movies down uh i'll probably knock out like three or four movies this weekend yeah um maybe take some notes uh maybe go see black panther yeah yeah i'm gonna see black panther Mm -hmm. i'm I'm gonna disappoint me (laughs) i'm gonna see the shape of water yeah
0: i'm gonna see the shape of
1: water and um (laughs) we're gonna have some interesting things to talk about
0: monday for sure for sure oh no no it's gonna be a what about you what do you got planned uh dude man just chilling, man um I definitely, this weekend, I want, there was a movie I did want to see this weekend. Uh, I think it was, fuck, what movie was it? It was one of the Oscar contenders that was, was going, that I did wanted to, I purposely wanted to see this weekend. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but, uh, but yeah, I think I'm trying to watch a couple movies. Um, definitely probably get blitz tonight. I think, uh. <laughs> Whenever it's raining, I feel like it's an appropriate time to just get pissed drunk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, uh, and call it a weekend, man. Um, definitely come back Monday with some strong... There's definitely some stories that we left off the table this uh, these, since it's been a little disjointed with us. Yeah. And our schedules this week. Um, so I definitely can't wait till we all get into the same room, man. And we'll have all of our gear set up, man. We'll have the mic set up. So the audio is going to be coming in clean. Yeah, going be Monday's going to be a hot show so you guys can hear the hot takes in their sizzling nature. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll make it work, man. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think we'll get up out of here, man, go grab some grub, and uh, keep pushing, man. All right, fade out. Yes, fade out, bitches.